Welcome to the Saving Lives Podcast. I'm Eddie Joe. For the sake of historical context, guys, today's the 25th of August of 2020, and I'm going to be discussing discontinuing contact precautions in patients who have COVID-19. The reason I feel it's necessary to tell you the date is because this information could change as, as has, has happened many times before where the CDC has changed their recommendations. Now, when we get a patient who has COVID-19 to our intensive care unit or to our hospital, we've gotten pretty good at putting them in negative pressure rooms. Uh, we've also do this with patients who we suspect of having COVID. We've gotten our PPE sorted out for the most part. We're pretty solid at taking on and putting on our PPE. We've, we've been good at keeping ourselves safe. But the question we must ask is, when should we consider discontinuing contact precaution on these patients? I mean, should they really be on isolation for their entire hospitalization? When can family members finally come in and give their loved ones a hug again? I mean, it's pretty brutal for a lot of these patients. If you are like me and you've taken care of patients who have COVID in, in the hospital for over a month, you know, it's a, it's a pretty lonely process for these patients. They get, they get very sad. They get very bummed out. So we need to ask ourselves, are these patients still contagious or should we just test them until they're negative? We're going to have to reach over to the CDC and ask them for help on this. Um, and they have some guidance that was published on August 10th as well as August 16th to see what they say on what we should do for these patients. Now, I know I've been quite critical of the CDC in the past, so I definitely recommend that you read these, these recommendations on your own, read their citations, and don't trust me like I always do. Please check the show notes for additional details regarding these studies. Before we get started on this, we need to know how the CDC defines severity of illness, and they have certain criteria to look at this. They look in four different criteria, mild, moderate, severe, or critical illness. As you can imagine, the ones who have critical illness are the patients who you see in the intensive care unit. These are, and I quote the CDC, individuals who have respiratory failure, septic shock, and or multiple organ dysfunction. Yep, these are definitely the people in the ICU. Then there are the people who have severe illness. These tend to be the people who are admitted to the step-down units, and sometimes those people who are admitted to the ICUs as well, depending on your facility, or even the floor. And then these are the patients who have a respiratory rate greater than 30 breaths per minute. Their SATs are less than 94% on room air. In other words, they need supplemental oxygen. They have a PF ratio of less than 300. Or when they do a chest film on these people, they have lung infiltrates in more than half of their lungs. Then you have people, patients who have moderate illness. And then these are the people who have SATs greater than 94 on, greater than or equal to 94, excuse me, on room air but they also have some sort of pneumonia or pneumonitis on their imaging. So I figure these people are not going to be hospitalized, if I'm being completely honest with you. And lastly, we have mild illness, and these people are definitely not going to be in the hospital. These are just the people who have fever, cough, sore throat, you know, have no shortness of breath, no dyspnea, and they have completely normal, pristine chest x-rays. So for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to be discussing mostly patients with critical illness as well as severe illness. The first recommendations made by the CDC, and again, this was published on the 16th of August of 2020, is with regards to the duration of isolation as well as contact precautions. And so for the people who have severe illness, as well as the people who are critically ill, and this is the majority of the population who listens to this podcast, all ICU doctors, nurses, uh, NPs, RTs, etc. I don't want a pharmacist. I don't want to miss out on anybody. But it states that you should have precautions up to 20 days after symptom onset, okay? So 
that's 20 days in the ICU. That's majority of people are there for longer than 20 days from, from what I'm learning, unfortunately, at least in my ICU. But for patients who um, have moderate disease or mild disease, isolation and, and contact precautions can be discontinued 10 days after symptom onset and a resolution of their fever for at least 24 hours. But the caveat to that is that they can't use fever-reducing medications such as acetaminophen or ibuprofen, as well as having an improvement of their symptoms. But going back to the patients who have um, who've been in the ICU or who have severe or critical disease, you know, what they say is, quote, a limited number of persons with severe illness may reproduce replication competent virus beyond 10 days. And that may warrant extending duration of isolation and precautions for up to 20 days after symptom onset. They give themselves a CYA. And for those of you who don't know, CYA is cover your butt, but you know, the one that's with an A. They say to consider consultation with infectious control experts. So could do you think that this is valid to discontinue isolation and uh, other precautions for patients who have been in your ICU for 20 days with COVID? I have a little bit of trepidation today. I don't find wearing an N95 that uncomfortable as well as my safety goggles. I personally would like to have the best protection I can as long as I can have it. I believe it easily goes without saying that none of this is medical advice, and I definitely recommend that you read the CDC guidelines for yourself and not trust me. Okay, so a lot of you folks will be asking, because I know I asked myself the same question, why don't we just go ahead and do PCR testing to figure out if we should discontinue isolation or contact precautions on these patients? And what the CDC says is that a test-based strategy could be considered in consultation with ID experts, again, they're covering their butts, for patients who are severely immunocompromised. But they say that for all others, a test-based strategy is no longer recommended. That is, except to discontinue isolation or contact precautions earlier than would occur in the first part, which basically means 10 days for mild to moderate disease and 20 days for severe and critical disease. This is going to be a shorter podcast than usual, simply because there isn't much to it outside of these recommendations. To wrap up this shorter than usual podcast, because I just really wanted to get this out as I as I went through this information earlier, and I figured a lot of you would enjoy listening to it, or you know at least raise your eyebrows enough to go out and check it for yourself. The question was, how long should COVID patients be in isolation and have precautions taken? So asymptomatic carriers, 10 days after being positive. The majority of the population who catch COVID, thankfully, who have mild to moderate disease. That's 10 days after symptom onset and resolution of fever for at least 24 hours, as well as some other caveats there. But patients who are in the ICU, critically ill, those being severe and critical illness patients, it's up to 20 days after symptom onset and 24 hours since last fever and symptoms have improved. My question here is what symptoms? Are we talking about the ARDS? That's that's usually what's keeping them in the hospital for uh, greater than 20 days. Then there's the other the other discussion is, do these people really have ARDS? But anyway, I digress. It's not going to be about that. And the other question was, should we test patients for COVID to discontinue isolation precautions? Patients with severe illness, they say, in a cover-your-ass kind of way, consult infectious disease specialists. But for all others, do not retest within 10 months after date of symptom onset. 
What do you guys do at your shop? Are you adopting these new CDC guidelines? Let me know what you all think. Comment, like, whatever. Reach out to me and let's have a discussion about this. Hope you all have a great day. Thanks. Bye.